Wait, well, yeah, I can hear you typing. Hear you typing from over here. Keyboard. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you typing in the headphones and in like regular life too. Oh, regular life. Uh, what? What are ears but just your regular life headphones? What? What are ears but your regular life headphones? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Are you listening mm-hmm. to the headphones or are the headphones listening to you? I highly doubt anyone is listening to me. <laughs> I mean, guess what? No one's listening. <laughs> Is the episode is the name um, of our third episode, and it's true. perhaps completely unironically, our least listened to episode. <laughs> that's real self fulfilling prophecy. There. Truly, yeah. Tr- speaking of truly, uh, that's what our show is sponsored by today, because <laughs> that's what we've been pounding. Yeah, we've been pounding them, all right? Um, um, Actually, fuck, I should get another one before we start. I was like, nah, I don't not, need not another gra- one. Grab a truly, dog. I do, I'll, I do I'll need be, a I'll truly. be sipping on this passion fruit, truly. But what do you think about, about the passion fruit? So, I, I gotta say, that tropical pack is a fucking winner. Right? They're all really They're good. They're all good. Yeah, yeah, I like them all. I like how they don't really taste too much like alcohol. They really don't taste like alcohol at all. It's pretty nice. What in the ass are you looking at? I don't know, some girl who's apparently a member of Guns N' Roses? Okay. There's a female gun, or potentially Rose. Yes. Yeah, so the two genders. Uh, she plays um, the second keyboards in Guns N' Roses. Replacing Chris Pittman, who is a purple link um, on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> You've looked at this and, before. And honestly, I think I think he might have been a guy who played with uh, like Nine Inch Nails or Rob Zombie or something for a while. Uh, nope, nope. Tool, Tool. That's that's right. He he's the guy who's done most of the live keyboard work for Tool, which is what led me to look at him because I'm like, man, who's like who's sad enough to play this boring bullshit? Mm-hmm. And uh, the answer is Chris Pittman. Well done. A real a real craftsman playing like four notes per song for Tool. You're really doing someone's work there, buddy. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's a thought. Uh, put Just throwing them out there. Um, this is definitely the most inebriated I've started an episode being. So great job, everyone. We killed it, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Also, I don't know if we're recording or not. I'm just, I guess I'm just pretending like we are. Um, no, we've been recording. Oh, wonderful. Okay, good. Um, this is our first live episode. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah like like live, I mean... IRL. Yeah, this is gonna be so much easier to mix. I'm just gonna like take these mics out of phase and just like yeah. not edit it at all. So what you say is what you get, Spencer. I don't care. If you want to confess to any murders, don't do it here. Because <laughs> they'll just be exposing it to the one person if, if, in if Saudi would, Arabia that listens to this episode. There's a guy in France too. Um, okay. But if you would like to commit any murders, please God do it here because I am tired of this world. <laughs> Aren't we all? We Man, certainly are. Life sure is a thing, isn't it? 
Yeah. Um, we out here, as the children say. The children of men. Oh, yeah. The children of men. The children of metal, really. <laughs> children of metal. <laughs> here, in the, here in the hall. The daycare hall. Uh, yeah, yeah. The daycare of metal. Daycare of metal. So the bar. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bar is definitely... Especially metal bars are definitely daycares in their own way. In their own way, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, Different type of care. Yeah, and they, they but, differ. Like, our local, like, vegan metal bar is a lot more, um, you know, mature. Because probably it's, you know, vegans and, like, people with an actual, like, purpose. Whereas Some like, kind of ethics, you know? Yeah, yeah. They've most, thought about things just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like, enough to be like, oh, man, it sucks for them. I should be nice. Uh, whereas, like, most metal bars are just, like, they'll get mad at you if you, you say you're, like, um, you know, like, Turbo Lover. And they'll be like, what kind of faggot are you? And I'll be like, kind of faggot that loves Turbo Lover? Turbo's all right, dude. Like, I, I'm not huge on Turbo. I want to like Turbo more than I like Turbo. I think that Turbo has some good songs. Yeah, but it doesn't rise to what the heights that I want Turbo to rise to. Like I love the idea of a more synth-driven, more poppy Judas Priest. I love yeah, that idea no, me too. Yeah, I don't feel like they really nail it though. You know, you know, honestly, who I would actually like to see try to take on Turbo, and I think could do it better, is Iron Maiden. Oh, that'd be fun. I think that would be way yeah, cooler. my Turbo. I, I could I could definitely see Iron Maiden pulling that off better, specifically because, I mean, they just have a much better, more rhythmic bassist that could really sure. do service to that kind of poppy, bass-driven music. Sure. Or synth-driven music, but yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, do we want to get the show on the road? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I need a script, I don't remember what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I mean, we can do it in the reverse because I remember what you're supposed to say. <laughs> I know, like we did that earlier, and that was good. I liked that. Um, it, was, it was easy. Here, I can I can pull it up. I have the Google. Drive oh yeah, yeah. Up yeah just pull up, pull up your thing. I've got like four words. So, oh no, it's right, right here actually. I have it right here. Okay, cool. it's fine. Okay. Hey, I'm Spencer, and I'm Britain. Since 2011. Buckethead has released 284 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head, oh, a Bucket Cast. It's a lot easier when we're in the same room. <laughs> Slogs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode nine of Getting Head, a bucket cast. Yeah, what's uh? So what's what's going on, Spencer? What's new? What's what's happening with you? Oh, that's a really good question. Not the most, but I mean, still things, right? Like life is life is a series of events, and you're always experiencing it, whether you like to or not. And that is something that I've been doing you know lately. Say, we life in a society. <laughs> We live in a life. We, we 
truly living the life. <laughs> I I cannot argue with that. You certainly not. <laughs> no. Um, I I've been working a lot, and I've been working like a weird shift. So this last week, I I was working um twelve p.m. to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. for the last three days in a row, okay. which is not necessarily bad and not necessarily the worst shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the last, you know, maybe four or five months, I've been working primarily in the morning. Like, these are the first shifts I've had yeah, like this for quite some time. Like, it's six or seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so part of the reason we've been having so many scheduling problems. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, yeah, I've been working primarily in the morning, uh, mostly like nine to six, eight to five, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but these days, working these 12 to nines, like things have been a little bit different. I've been using my time a little bit differently as a result of this. I've been getting up, um, getting up, still getting up at around the same amount of, or around the same time, getting up at 9 a.m., uh, like trying to like get some calisthenics in, you know, warm mm-hmm. up for the day, yeah. drink a bunch of coffee. Of course, love the coffee. As we do, as one does. Right? One must. Uh, as one must. But I found that because I'm starting my workday so late in the day, by the time I get out of work, dude, I am wrecked. I'm wrecked. Okay. I got I nothing that. left. Yeah, I mean, if you're not used to the schedule, like if that's your right. schedule, like when I was only working nights and getting off at 11, I had fucking boundless energy until 3 a.m. Oh, sure, right? Night, yeah, like, totally. Like when I was working that schedule too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I, I would just like come home and just yeah. like, lift and bait uh, I mean, then by that i mean i would watch uh, jason bateman's filmography yeah yeah as you do yeah you know. yeah, he and, yeah. And, that, and that show that he's in on the netflix the network uh, flicks the, the what <laughs> that's that's a line from the show oh cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> i watched the first episode of that show what's that show called i forget i don't know uh, it's like written by stephen the, king the glaives the, oh oh you're the, oh, oh oh you're thinking uh the one this? about the Everglades. Oh, yeah 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 uh the uh yeah i know which one you're talking yeah, about yeah. Oh, that's not the one i was thinking of i don't think that's on hbo that's on like no, it's, it's on something. netflix yeah it's on netflix oh ne- netflix oh okay yeah. i was talking about the hbo one sorry mm, uh the no, one no. that was written by stephen king yeah yeah oh the outsider the, yeah, yeah, the I outside, watched, yeah i watched i yeah. watched that show that was all right. that was all right yeah uh but so that show that he's in on netflix I watched the first episode of that show. The Ozarks. The Ozarks. Those, oh, the Ozarks, yeah. Uh, I watched the first episode of that show. I, I know a lot of people like that show. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch that show, that, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But So this is why I'm not going to watch that show. Mm-hmm. The first episode of that show, there's a really awkward scene where, like, he, Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. when I say he, Jason Bait Bateman. Fest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's in his office, and, like, his, like, superior or something that like, comes in to, t- to talk to him. And while his superior is, like, giving him, like, a talking to or whatever, he just, like, puts some porn on his desktop monitor. And, like, Mm -hmm. the dude that's talking to him can't see it, but he's just, like, sitting there watching porn while the dude is talking to him. And it's just, like, that's fine. No hate there. You can do that. But, like, the way it's done is so, like, shitty edgy. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) In a way that's, like, it's, like, trying so hard to be edgy that it just comes across as, like, cringe as fuck. Like, I cannot stand it. Like, I was watching it, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So, like, I mean, I think what you're trying to say to me is, like, you're like, I'm not going to watch three episodes with this. I could just, like, hang out with Britt for an afternoon. Like, (laughs) That did, have I told that story on this podcast? No, no, which one? (laughs) The the one that I told you somewhat recently. I don't remember if we were recording or not. Okay, like I was, I came over here to this place. Actually, oh, oh, my 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 paid for pornography collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we definitely did talk about that. Yes, (laughs) it's okay. We can skip that one. Uh, That's uh, 
Yeah, treading used water there. <laughs> For sure. Uh, no, you know, it is what it is. But... Yeah, I watched it. It felt too shitty edgy for me. Mm-hmm. Too mall edgy, maybe. Oh, it's a way mall, of... uh, Spencer's gifts level of edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no relation. Mm. Uh, yeah. mm, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Every, I have researched it. Every, yes, I'm well, sure. the thing is, like, every time I give you a gift, it then becomes one of Spencer's gifts. Damn it. So... And you're and not it, wrong. You have given me quite a few gifts. If you don't want gifts, it's fine. <laughs> but it's like... And you do give me the type of gifts that one might find at a Spencer's gifts. So, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I also give you cool, meaningful the, gifts. No, this is true. But I also give you, like, you know, I'll be, like, in a vintage store. And, God, what was that fucking hat I gave you that, like, oh, lives so free? Cool. It has, like, a fucking eagle yeah, on it. Yeah, it, it says, like, uh, lightning bolts and shit. Uh, God, it's so sick. Yeah, I have it. It's it's actually like hanging on my wall. Like I look at it all the time, and it's um it's such a meme of a hat. It says like "Ride hard, live free" or something on yeah, it. Like, it. It has actually an eagle matches and it's your like, mustache, which is weird. oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. The only reason I don't wear it more is because I guess my head is really big. I don't know. Hats don't fit me, or they fit really tight. And that hat in particular feels like it was made for a child because, like, it does not even fit on my head you know at what all. You should do is uh, do like Howie Mandel and like put the, the the glove on your head and blow it up. That's a good look. That's that's a hat that's like it's one size fits all. That's the look that I would imagine the anti bucket head would have. Mm. Yeah, I mean Howie Mandel is kind of the anti bucket head. <laughs> <Right? laughs> I mean, when we think about it, like he, he, Howie Mandel cannot. Uh, that sound was Brit scratching balls. I was actually scratching my buttocks. Okay. The, it, I, have, I like that it made enough of a sound to be picked up, so I just wanted to like address it. Well, I mean, since we don't have squeak, since squeaky chair is no longer a factor, it's on banished. The show, it's a. Uh, it it has to be like ball scratching chair. <laughs> is the only third third guest we have today so oh yeah yeah uh, we were supposed to have a guest we who were, canceled let's, let's talk about our guests let's talk about her you know let's pretend our guest is here hey uh welcome to the podcast uh today we have a, someone who's very very special to us In- incredibly special i mean monty mccleary mr monty mccleary hey uh welcome to the show yeah oh right you didn't fucking come oh yeah Damn it. Yeah, just it's like okay. everybody I've ever dated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we we love Monty. It's okay. Monty yeah. couldn't make it for, for re- real reasons. It's all right. Yep. But he didn't we... want to. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was his real That was the real reason. That was... Yeah. That is is a real reason. Uh, That's a legitimate reason. I mean, like, I feel like that stuff should be more normalized, right? Like, some days, like, you're just not feeling it. And, like, it's okay to just not feel it. Yeah, no, like, like, what I I can tell someone can hang when I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's rare. I'm a very, like, punctual person, and I follow through with, like, almost all of my plans. But on a rare occasion, I'll be like, hey, I'm sorry. I just, like, uh... You know, I do have the time today, but I'd rather just, like, fucking get high and sleep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if someone's willing to accept it, I'm like, hey, you're you're a winner. Right? I I'm really not. respect that. Like, totally. Because, like, yeah. I, I 
try to be the same way. It doesn't always work out like that for me. I mean, sometimes, you know, shit happens. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do try to honor my, my commitments with people and, like, and do these things. But in some cases, like, yo, shit happens, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be, like, just a, a long day or, or it's, like, weird mental health shit comes up. It's, like, sometimes you're just, like, I can't. I can't do it. And and I don't know. Sometimes that's a battle with people. Mm -hmm. And, like, it, it's always, like, a very hard thing for me when it's mm -hmm. when it's a, a battle. I mean, you know, yeah. And, like, sometimes, like, people start talking to you. And you'll look down at your coffee mug that clearly states, don't talk to me <laughs> before my coffee in the morning. Yeah. And, like, clearly the mug's still full. And you just look at them yeah. and you're like... Can you fucking read? It's go time, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to read. Will you teach me how to read? I'm illiterate. Dude, me too. <laughs> Sick. Whoa, have we just been playing the long con on both of each other? Like, <laughs> who, who wrote our fucking album liner notes then? Oh, that was me, but... I don't know. I, I copied it from some something uh, else. I don't know what I did. Cool. It's it's probably <laughs> just it's probably just the liner notes to count down to extinction. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very accurate to the time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, so I, I've been working weird shifts. I've been uh, I've been trying to like get a little bit more exercise. I've been trying to work out a little bit. Mm -hmm been memeing a bunch it's fun to do that yeah. i like doing that it's okay but the phone takes up a lot of my time you know yeah. it keeps me so busy what you, what you been up to uh you know just uh hanging out uh recording recording podcasts and stuff wow that's the worst answer possible i know i mean man i, I spend like time on this and shit and you know it's I uh, I've been work. You know, it's it's. So this is the week of uh, the American Thanksgiving holiday, and that's a good way to put uh, it. As I have, uh, you know, uh, stated before, I'm a grocery goth, and so Thanksgiving mm -hmm. holiday is is typically like the brutal as fuck. The brutalist. Um, I mean, like literally yesterday, I spent like two hours just like standing behind heavy cream and making sure like it could be stocked as fast as people were buying it, it nice weird. no it wasn't nice it doesn't sound like nice. butter i was just on butter duty and it's like it's like you're, things you're i don't butter, have to do were you a butter boy i was a butter boy there's like people who can do this but i'm just like so neurotic that i'm like no like i gotta do this because i'm gonna do it motherfucking right yeah and i got done it was great it was great uh everything um went super well uh, but you know, it's a grocery life. It was. Uh, it's a grocery life for, for you. Us. It's a grocery <laughs> life for me. Instead of payment, I get shifts. <laughs> well, you do hopefully receive payment, and compensation of some kind for these shifts. At my risk, it's a grocery life. This is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that was the most entertaining thing that's happened so far. <laughs> that was definitely the best joke so far. Is just me almost dropping fucking, your can. 
I'm dropping my like can of truly directly into my microphone. <laughs> I like I just got this back from repair from road. Like I'm just gonna wreck it one more time and extend the warranty another ten years. It's cool. There you go. Whatever. God yeah. is dead. Warranty is dead. forever. No, I I, I must say. Uh, uh, this podcast is currently being recorded by two Rode mics, and Indeed, they, they, it sounds great. It really does. It's, like, um, I, I mean, I, these I, are, I like the, I like the monitoring. The monitoring is nice. Like, it's nice to be able to hear myself because, like, when we mm-hmm. track distance, I I can't hear myself at all like, right. when we're recording. Yeah, I, I can hear both of us, but it's like it's it's kind of a struggle. Like, I don't know. And this is nice having the volume kind of low because I can hear your voice. Yeah. Naturally, and like it, it's yeah, coming through we, with like no latency. Yeah, whatsoever. we don't have also. to yell into the fucking yeah, microphone. This is really cool. Which is pretty um, nice. Which is like, I mean, the drunker I get, the more I have a tendency to yell. So like, yeah, having to true. not do it is actually interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I almost feel compelled to, but I'm like, no, no. I I frequently feel good. compelled to yell. Oh, here's the thing that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this this post on Reddit actually that is a is a hotline. That you can call. It's an 800 number uh-huh. where you call and you scream into the phone. Ooh, I like it. And then you can listen to screams that people have, you know, screamed into the phone oh, really cool. on the website. And you can just, like, set up a playlist and just listen to all the screams in a row. Ooh, I like that Which a lot. is pretty great. Like, um, I really like the idea. Some people really don't, like, go for it. And mm-hmm. then some people really do. And it's really, it's nice to, to hear the, like the difference but it's really nice when somebody really goes for it so one of one thing that i think was just in a, a great idea was um on gta i want to say gta 4 that's the new york one i think so yeah okay they uh they had a thing on the game where there was like an ad in newspaper or something that gave a number and said call and tell us what's wrong with america and when you called, it gave you just like, it was like a messaging machine, like, tell us what's wrong with America. Beep. And so on GTA 5, they used 30 hours of those recordings to make a radio station that's just people calling and saying what's wrong with America. I don't remember any of that, but that sounds fantastic. That's a really, yeah, a really cool, interesting project, I think. Rad. Yeah. yeah, I might have gotten the GTAs wrong there. It, it could have been any of the other ones, but I want to say don't. it was four to five. That, yeah. I mean, that sounds the most likely. I don't remember anything like that in GTA Four, and that was the last one that I played a lot of. Mm-hmm. I played a, a good bit of GTA Five. I did not finish it though. I did not enjoy that game very much. I it thought was it was good, really. I thought it was okay. I don't know. The ensemble cast. I, I don't know. I wasn't. I like. I've never. I don't know. I really liked the story of Vice City, and I oh, really so liked the story dance, of... Dance, dance, bro. Yeah, and I really liked the story of San Andreas, too. I thought San Andreas was fantastic. That was, like, probably one of my favorite PS2 games, and I yeah. really liked the PS2. played a lot of PS2 games, mm-hmm. and, like, that was definitely one of my faves. Right. And I liked the story in it, too. I liked CJ, and I liked that whole, like, mm-hmm. thing. I thought it was really fun. Um, but I don't know, dude. I, I didn't... I, I thought that GTA 4 was cool, um yeah leave that in um but leave what in <laughs> you can definitely hear it in the mic <laughs> um but uh i didn't i don't know i didn't vibe with it too hard huh? is part of your desk oh no that's an actual mic it looks like part of your desk was being held up with a mic stand of some kind it is when part of my desk is a mic stand nice 
Awesome. <laughs> that actually is a cool looking desk. I never noticed the the design of it before, but it's actually like pretty it's rad. Like, it's like a glass top housed in wood. That's yeah, cool. Pretty nice desk. Yeah. I, I mean, I like this. Like, I don't know. You're gonna need to cut so much of this out. This is we're floundering. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> let me uh, let me grab another beverage. Hell's yeah! Can I grab you anything? Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Grab me another truly in case I want it. I might not drink cool. it though. Any flavoring? I don't care. Jack Black. We are we, Jack Black. We, we are collectively Jack Black, yes. Jackson uh, Black. Nacho! You know, I do that every time I see uh, nachos being served at a Mexican restaurant, and that's why I'm not um, invited back to do you remember Gallo's in Anchorage, Alaska? Oh, do I remember Gallo's? Yeah, that was a place I went to a lot. Pointlessly gendered. How about Vemos? Am I right? <laughs> Guy X. <Yeah. laughs> this is the, that is a joke for no one. That's for all but of, I love that joke. All of the NBs in the house listening to us. I, I love that. That's funny. I'm I'm determined to get us the queerest podcast listenership, which is not going to happen because we're talking about Buckethead. Um, yeah. Wow, we really like. We have just like completely devolved. We we just spent thirty minutes say, talking about nothing. We're like we're like uh, Seinfeld on TBS. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Like sped up for the ads and still pointless. Wow. Um, uh, okay. Well, anyways, we listened to Buckethead. I think that's the thing we did, right? We did. We did do that. God damn it, we did. We did that together. We which did was together. Fun. It was. It was like, a time. What? God damn it, Spencer. Every week. <laughs> I'm glad, glad this this moment is occurring in person. <laughs> like, Will you like, add it to the script I'm, so I can not, <laughs> I can't do it without the script. I don't want to. My brain is full. This this is honestly I I would do it if it if it wasn't slowly becoming one of my favorite comic <laughs> motifs in this podcast. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Brit? Yeah. I need you to hit me. With what? With a bucket fact. Bucket fact. Bucket fact. 
As uh, <laughs> Joe Biden might say, "We're gonna give you a bucket of fact, Jack." Um, so uh-huh. between 1999 and 2008, Buckethead has released eight albums with Vico Mortensen, also uh-huh. known as the guy who played Aragorn, um, in Lord of the in Rings, Lord of the Rings yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in addition to, he was a what in History of Violence, uh-huh, Eastern and Promises, The Road, Green Book, um, and yeah. in the last three I mentioned, uh, he has been nominated for Best um, Dong Actor Oscars, also Best Dong by <laughs> Hangs Dong, dude. He, that dude Hangs Dong in more movies than like most actors. I think Hangs like Dong. he's not ashamed. No, I mean, yeah, for sure, like. Like, I'm pretty sure you and I have had this conversation before. Like, I'm almost certain, and I and I feel like we talked about this before. We not, about- not raw on recording, but we definitely talked about this before. And in that conversation, we definitely talked about the Viggo Mortensen nudity clause. Because mm-hmm. he's got to have some kind of thing in his contract that's like, yes, I need to show my dong in this production right right i mean it's because it happens too much or is he just like super down it it happens just enough (laughs) he's very down to like every time i see the the vigo um dongason i'm uh, (laughs) like chef's kiss it's uh it's, uh, it's, it's just like a beauty. This this one, this penis is uh, very nice. My, 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 my. No. <laughs> <laughs> About 14 years too late on that one, but Hey, listen. They just released a new one. Do you rem- my wife. <laughs> Do you remember uh, going to see the original Borat with me? Oh, uh, when I was on Robitussin? Uh-huh, when you were on Robitussin. Yeah, and did. then you threw up all over the fucking theater and ran away. Oh, that's right. I threw, <laughs> I threw up, like, all over the trash can in the theater. You did. Did it come back? I thought uh, it came back. Well, so... You did, but then I think you threw up again, and then we ran away, like, at the end of the movie. Cool. I don't remember, but, yeah, you were messed up. And then you were like, it was a bad idea to go see a comedy on Robitussin. It really <laughs> was. So the the thing I remember most about that is um, it was my second time seeing Borat, and the first time I thought it was, like, really just genuinely fucking funny yeah oh totally you know, first yeah first time you see borat in theaters it's it was, like it was, it's, it was really something else especially at that time mm-hmm. right like there was not a lot of like yeah. comedy like that that felt right. very like and fresh I was, like huge leg fan yeah oh prior sure. to that mm-hmm. and so yeah. like I, I was like this was anticipated and i thought it was great the first time i saw it. i went to see it the second time on robitussin and uh D- dxm specifically it was the old school cough formula that was pretty much just entirely DXM. That was like the only active ingredient, and it would get you just fucked, like straight robo tripping. Um, How much tussin did you did you? I usually pound? did one bottle at a time. Bruh. The most I ever did was like a bottle and a half, and that was I did that uh, in high school. Jesus Christ! And I remember like <laughs> being in a computer lab and be like, "Hey, I think I'm sick," and then I like ran to the bathroom and just like just ralphed for like 20 minutes 
just like straight red Ralph. Uh, and then I went back and I'm like, hey, I need to go to the nurses. And then I went to the nurse and the nurse was like, oh, you're, you're sick, you should go home. Uh, and then like my grandpa picked me up and he was uh, a man of very few words. And so uh-huh, uh-huh. I really appreciated that at that moment. <laughs> I'm sure you did, I dude. wasn't really ready to deal with words or conversation. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, tell me what it was like to watch Borat. Oh yeah, the influence. Oh, so of the Robitussin. thing about Robitussin is like, how how exactly can I describe it affecting humor? So, you recognize that things are funny, like inherently, and like uh-huh. you recognize the elements of a joke and like what makes it funny, and so like your body will react to it and you'll laugh to it. But like, there's a part of your brain where like jokes come together and you realize how they work and why they're funny <laughs> sure and yeah. you're you're, you're uh-huh. that part of your brain just shuts the fuck yes. off yes yes and so like i i remember just watching this movie and like something funny would happen and the whole theater's laugh and i'm like ha 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 <laughs> nervously laughs uh-huh. um and it was I don't know. It was it was a weird experience. Yeah, doing. I definitely remember looking at you, and you looked weird. I was uncomfortable entirely, and also like uh-huh. I wanted to puke for a long And I felt too. like you. I think you were. I think I was sitting next to you, and you kept like handing the popcorn back to me. And I don't know. Or right. there was like a weird thing with the popcorn. It was a long. That was a long time. That was fourteen years ago. True. Right? Do you I mean, realize that? So I think I was up. sitting next to you, but there's also an old man sitting next to me. Making love to his tonic engine. <laughs> it's, pi- it's Piano Man. You don't know that song? Come on, Billy Joel. Bill Joel. I, I, I'm not a I, fan of Bill Joel. Do I need okay? a harmonica to spell it out to you? I'm not a fan of a harmonica do I, do either. Do I need a harmonica it out to you, sister? <laughs> no, never. Do I need a Piano Man it out to you, bro? Oh, man. Piano Man, it, piano man is an okay song. Actually, it's the only Bill Joel song that I think is tolerable. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, Longest Time is so much better. I I don't know that one off the top of my head. I'm not going to play it because I don't have the time. And you know, there, we're not okay, going down have the you Billy still, Joel hole you, here. The rabbit Joel. Uh, a Bill hole. <laughs> the rabbit Joel. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you, have you still not watched The Boys? No. Dude, the second season is all about Billy Joel. Like, you gotta watch that show, dude. It's good. So you just unsold me on this show. I was thinking about watching it, because you're like Carl Urban, and I'm like, cool. He's and really now, good now, in that now, show. Now the <laughs> second season's about Bill Joel. It's not about Bill Joel, canceled. but Bill, Bill Joel is featured in canceled. the show, okay? 100% canceled. <laughs> Don't want to... Excuse me, waiter. This is not what I ordered. Please take it back to the kitchen. No, this is probably going to be another fucking real So we did listen to three Buckethead albums. We actually did do that. That all. is real. We definitely did. And um, 
So we listened one, to uh, yes. Pikes 25, uh-huh. 26, and 27. 27. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, do you... Uh, yeah, Pike 25. That was the first one we listened to in this batch. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it was pretty fun. Um, yep. uh, pa- Pancake Heater, released on September 5th, 2013. Thank you so much. I, that's what I was looking for on my phone. I was like trying to make... You know how when you, you're like doing a thing, you're like trying to stall yeah. while you, you do it? That's what I was doing. But it's a, co- a conversational stall. Yeah, I, uh-huh. saw, I saw you doing that. I, but I, had I was stalling up, so. hard, yeah. Um, um, so Pancake Heater... A great name for a record. And uh, it should be noted that he uh, released this one day after the previous Pike uh, 24 Slug Cartilage. Oh, that was the dubstep one, right? Or no? No, that's one we haven't listened to yet because we're recording out of order. Oh, fuck. Sorry. (laughs) Cut that out. I can can cut that out, but I won't. To make us shit, I'm to, stupid to let, as fuck. Folks know how unprofessional we actually are. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. Um, I love the name. I love Pancake Heater. This is the. I'm going to make a proclamation. Britt, are you ready for this? You're. I. Not, I, I, I think you actually are okay. ready for this. Yeah. I'm going to make a proclamation. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the most new metal Buckethead album I have heard so far. You know what? I am going to agree with that. Uh, at least within this batch of three, this. Uh-huh. This was super new metal like and it, it had a, a very new metal formula to it. Uh-huh. Like the thing that dominated the album is I wouldn't say the album was like that dynamic. However, he did do a lot of the same riffs. He'd do them with just guitar and a clean tone a few times. And then he'd like do it with distortion and like drums and bass would come in. And it'd, like, get bro down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was also quite heavy. It was. Like, while we were listening to it, I was trying to figure out what was going on. And you know what I think? I think mm-hmm. that Brit, actually, I think that you're right. And I think that it is a baritone guitar that he's playing yeah. for the, for this stuff. Well, so. it's, it's either a baritone guitar or a seven or possibly eight string. There are a couple of moments in this record that are particularly heavy in a way that, like, made me think, like, oh, man, that could be an eight string i don't know it could also just be a a baritone guitar run through like an octave ish effect which he does do a lot of think about that it could definitely just be just a standard tuning run through an octave pedal well not well yeah yeah like like a baritone run Mm. through an octave pedal for sure and like he does do a lot of that stuff in some of the other records we listen to today like a lot of the octave effects so like that's that's what makes me think about that Uh, (laughs) um but yeah, I lost track entirely sorry, because sorry. you farted too loud, <laughs> and I was like, "God damn it!" Okay, I farted too hard. In the, in the words of Andrew WK, "Farty hard." <laughs> when it's time to farty, we will always farty hard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, <clears throat> uh, I like the heaviness of it. I thought mm-hmm. that was fun. He doesn't do a single guitar solo on this album. Yeah, it's all riffs. It's all riffs, all riffs all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. All riffs, no masters, mm-hmm. as I think we said at the time. Um, pretty good. Uh, I, I thought it was fun. There are lots of moments that made me want to hear vocals, though. Like, I feel like this the is word. this one, like, because it was just riffs, mm-hmm. It really would have benefited from vocals. Like, and, and you know what? Uh, in fact, um, I'll uh, cut it into this podcast, <coughs> but we did add vocals to one of the songs um, while we were listening together. Uh, track eight, Break Scoop. Oh, 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 oh. 
That is a fun song. So that is the most uh, melodic of the songs on this record. Uh, yeah, the, the last two tracks are all are oh, very sure. melodic. So, so the the last track I actually wanted to talk about specifically because it was a very strange outlier uh-huh. and did not really sound like much anything Buckethead has made on Pikes. Up yeah, this point. Uh, it is the most black metal song he's it, ever made. It, it reminded yeah. me a little bit of like almost if it had blast beats instead of double kicks, it would be a, a Behemoth song. It could have easily yeah, like been like Behemoth, like Behemoth so, thirteen forty nine, like well, Modern yeah. Mayhem, so like that kind yeah. of vibe so for like, sure um uh behemoth without blast beats is pretty much what cradle filth is uh, sure kind of uh, i mean it's it's a very melodic well, i mean it's yeah it's not as heavy for sure um but this stuff is like this stuff is very much like it's very symphonic black metal yeah like but without the heavy. symphony <laughs> yeah but but, still like but totally like, heavy like kinda, it could it could yeah. definitely be that for sure like yeah. which is interesting it's interesting for a bucket head for a bucket head for a head with a bucket on it to go there you know for sure it's unusual it's yeah. not something bill joel would do let me tell you that no i mean what would bill joel do <laughs> WWBJD. <laughs> All right, that's the name of the episode. What would what would Billy Joel do? No, Bill Billy, Joel. Bill Joel. Okay. What would Bill Joel do? Um, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So this this album was like very generally. I I thought there was. So it was a pretty new metal album, although I felt like the new metal kind of influences or what it reminded me of was actually fairly diverse. Like there was some very like bro down type stuff. Um, there was very, maybe like, you know, like UFC ish kind of oriented. Uh, but there was also some stuff like, uh, the second song spires of space mountain, which is undoubtedly about uh-huh. the ride in Disneyland and Disney world. Um, it's super limp biscuit. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see that. I could see someone uh, spitting some bars over a lot of these songs, mm-hmm. but I could also like see somebody take it a different direction. Like I could see it going like a like bro hardcore type direction, like a mm-hmm. like a kind of core influenced thing, um, or even like push it further than that and make it like some kind of I don't know more death metal thing, but. Yeah, there were definitely, but, the, like, but it like it's music that that leaves itself open to that kind of interpretation because of the the simplicity of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that that in itself is kind of interesting. Um, it was fun. it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I didn't dislike the album. Um, I mean, it's not on my top five, but it's also not on my bottom five. Like, you know, it was it was fine, serviceable pretty pretty fun uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, i'd actually honestly really kind of like to see someone like put vocals over this i think that would be kind of fun it could, it, it could be kind of fun but it's also <clears throat> maybe not in the spirit 
of oh no i mean the bucket that's very true the bucket the bucket spirit perhaps bucket spirit bucket spirit um yeah uh yeah and the, you know it was it was very diverse like uh so track three and track five uh crumbled and pelted and uh respectively trough theater were both like actually pretty pretty death metal and both of them kind of reminded me in a way of like uh when sepultura went uh new metal in like the early 2000s sure or whatever it reminded me yeah a little bit of that totally because it's like also very thrashy Mm -hmm. and it also reminded me a little bit of like early mudvane type stuff like definitely like that kind of like like heavy but like kind of slammy and lots of double kicks. I feel like we almost need to talk about Mudvayne at some point because like <laughs> they're they're actually like a really good band. Oh, totally like, for I'm, sure, I'm and like not... they were definitely like pretty extreme for <clears throat> for, what for like for achieving the, the kind of like audience that they got. Like yeah. they're a, they're a fairly extreme band, and and I think that that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they get enough like recognition for being like ostensibly a pop act that is also like kind of like extreme like definitely like pushes the boundaries of like what is acceptable in pop music and right it's really interesting yeah you know and they they really <coughs> did like you know in a way help you know break boundaries and like push something into the mainstream that was immediately pushed back out of the mainstream because <laughs> they're like no uh but you know um when discussed in popular culture now, uh, the way they're discussed is burp, burp, ding, burp, burp, ding. There you go. You know. But, like, it, it, none of those memes really ever felt mean. Like, no, it, it all, not. it always felt like fun. It was like, this right, is fun. Right. This is like, like a weird you know, thing that happened. And, like, you know. You know, it's it's fun to go back and look at that stuff and not from, not from, not from a, like, a, a, a making fun of it perspective, but more of a, like, wow, like, this really happened and, like, mm-hmm. this was really a thing and, like, this was a, a lot of, thing. a lot of people mm-hmm. really liked this and this spawned, like, this whole, like, subgenre of music and fashion and everything and... And dyeing your goatee. And dyeing your goatee. Amazing. Like, really, I, I've never... I have not witnessed something equivalent to the new metal music or new metal. Fuck. <clears throat> okay, I can talk now. I have not witnessed something equivalent to the new metal movement in my lifetime since then. Like right, because I saw like so after new metal, right? Um, we had like the radio rock stuff, the the start of butt rock, so to speak. You know what I mean? I mean like, the, the hinders, the, you know, the seethers, the, you, you those did, types of that, bands. That's not, like, what took over, really, as the predominant, like, popular well, form. No, exactly. Because new metal was number one for, like, two years. For sure. For sure. And, like, so then I saw the rise of, like, the indie movement, right? That I feel like that was the next, like, right, huge right. wave of yeah, things. Like, and, like, the, I was the, not... The the bands, the right. strokes, the vines, the... You know, exactly. Those, yeah. And, like, 
I've definitely seen memes where it's like the Strokes are what ended the new metal movement. But kind like that—that's yeah. kind of the true. Strokes and the Killers, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the Killers is a fucking great ass band. I'm a, they are. I a stand them for sure. They're how, fucking awesome. How do you like the Killers, but you don't like Interpol? They're like Interpol's fine. I don't. I don't okay. dislike Interpol. Okay, I thought we had a discussion and you disliked them. No, yeah. I don't dislike them. Okay, no, Interpol's fine. Interpol's good. Um, yeah, no. Uh, for sure. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I I like some of that stuff, but, but, um, that was like the next big major movement that I witnessed after the new metal stuff. And like, it was fun to grow up during that time period and like watch it all like become very hip. And then like it, it became, I feel like it became not hip pretty quickly. Like, and, and I don't think that I realized that at the time, but looking back at it, it's like wow! It, I feel like it very quickly fell out of fashion, and right, like, like by by the time we reached two thousand five, the like new metal was not really a thing anymore. Here, here's here's the way I'll put it. Um, I'd say in in middle school, like in seventh grade, which would have been two thousand one for you. Yeah, yeah. two thousand one. I'm gonna say yeah. Uh, about. Like one in ten people at my school of the students had a Fred Durst hat. Sick. Yeah. Uh, two years later, nobody had a Fred Durst hat. None. Yeah. Like I mean, in it, there's a big, big, big regrets. Hashtag big regrets. Hashtag bucket regrets here. <laughs> bucket regrets. Um, <laughs> this is the future I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. It, it, like, it really was beautiful. <laughs> I could have just like hung out at so many like Salvation Armies in like 2003, 2004 and just snapped up so many fucking Fred Durst snapbacks. Hell yeah. You know, I would, Hell yeah. I would be, I would, I could have a fucking mountain of, uh, red fitted new era Yankees caps, and um, you know, big big bucket regrets there. Bucket oh, regrets. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a more Durst regret. <laughs> Durst regrets. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, totally. So, like mm, overall, like I felt like obviously based on our conversation, mm-hmm. this is a soundtrack to the early two thousands. That's what this record felt like to me. Yeah. It felt like, it, honestly, it felt like the latter end of the new metal movement to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it evoked memories of. It reminded me of, like, 2003, 2004, where, like, that stuff was still being pushed into the mainstream, but people weren't as vibing, weren't vibing with it as right. much as they were um, early, in the early 2000s, you know? Um, but I also really enjoyed it because of that, because it reminded me of some of that stuff. And, like, that... That stuff is kind of, it has a place in my heart as like a, a an interesting curiosity that spawned some really interesting musical stuff that I I don't think would have happened if not for these these very specific circumstances that spawned all of these very specific bands, right? You know, and so um you know we we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago with our guest Matt Collins, um. In an alternate thing that we're doing here, which is uh, what ride or what attraction mm-hmm. would, would this uh, be a good soundtrack to? 
Oh yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I, I thought this one was like you know it was it was very new metally in the way that there was like a lot of aggression to it. Like the dynamics were, mm-hmm. you know, just a simple riff played cleanly, and then it got super heavy with that riff, right? And that's like kind of fight music. So, um, sure. You know the you know those things where it's like punch something to test your strength. Oh yeah, and it's like a, a speed Hell bag, yes. a boxing speed bag. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, it's like that except the reverse, to where it's a speed bag that punches you in the face. Oh wow! To test how how hard you can get hit in the fucking face. Wow, that's that's lovely. I love that. Yeah, that's nice. That's what this album is for me. Sure, I feel it's that. Pretty, pretty. Okay. It's a you know, it takes the hoe down to a bro down dog. It yeah, hell yeah, I'm into Ed, it. I would Ed, circle Edward pit. Snowdown. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would circle pit to this. Yeah. Yeah. I I sure. I do most shapes of a pit to this. I saw Celeste Rhombus pit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Dream Theater mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> Uneven dodecahedron Okay, so we listened to another Buckethead album, no, uh, Pike number 26, yeah. Worms for the Garden. Uh, yeah, that one, uh, oh, shoot, when, when was that one released? Uh, that was released on September 13th, so eight days after Pancake Heater. Um, golly, what do, you, what do you have to say that, about this one? It's uh, so... So on the last album, there were no solos whatsoever. That is true. And so the first 18 minutes of this album is a solo. Perhaps to uh, to make up for, for not soloing at all on the previous one. But uh, That is true. We, we talked a lot about this one while it was playing, at least. So it's uh, divided into five tracks, 30 minutes long. First track is 18 and a half minutes. And so the rest of them are just kind of like snippets. Um, kind of fun kind of riffy metal for the most part. Pretty heavy. Lots of fuzz bass and guitar. But really like there's not a whole lot to talk about on this album. I don't think mm-hmm. except for uh, the titular track Worms for the Garden. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's enormous. It's huge. It's so long. It is, and it's a very impressive solo. Like honestly, there's a lot of nifty stuff in it. Yeah. It remains very melodic for all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's not like I have I have spoken in the past about how much I've been like not particularly into when it devolves into like very dissonant like shred chromatic shred stuff. Yeah, this is and this is this isn't that. Yeah. This is Buckethead doing like a melodic solo, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of like uh, he goes into a lot of little parts in it that kind of lead it into the next thing and mm-hmm. um it it is it sounds a way that could be one one take um it sounds in a way that could be one we, take. we talked about this we, a lot actually while listening to it we did yeah i don't think it's one take and if it is i am very impressed because i mean technically he doesn't actually mess up like at all that's true like it's 
it's you know. I mean, like, so it could be, and it, and it could not. I, I don't yeah. know, and it doesn't matter really. We'll, either. we'll never know, but we're never going to talk to both. That, that's kind of what it sounds like. It's just yeah. like one big, epic solo, and it's real fun. I I, yeah. I like that. I like that more than the rest of the, of the song. Yeah, or the rest of the songs on the record. Um, and honestly, so I'm gonna sit straight up say it. This is probably my favorite Buckethead solo. On any of the pikes so far, I, I think that that's a fair thing to say. It's a very like it's a very melodic, very long, very very fun solo. Uh, the the rest of the songs are not really that bad either, though. No, like the, he he uses more of that baritone guitar here right, in this right. one. Like the, there's some really heavy stuff in it. There's another song on this record that does that kind of hits the same kind of heaviness as uh, the stuff on the previous one. Which is fun. I like that. There's some slap guitar in a there in a song is. as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. And there was a there was another pretty cool solo actually in the last song. The last song had a pretty interesting solo in it that I, um, I liked a lot. Track track uh, five molt. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, um I I thought it was was pretty good. Um honestly Worms for the Garden, I think, is a pretty fitting title in that I think this would be a really good soundtrack to gardening. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of it's pretty heavy, like lots of fuzz and crunchy bass and guitar, mm-hmm. but at least the titular track is like, it's a really nice melody with a lot of soaring solos and a lot of like interesting sweeping and tapping. It's It's good like... I don't know, kind of like space out music. I could yeah, see uh for sure. I definitely fucking, did space out too. Yeah. It was it was nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Mm. What uh what uh, what ride do you think this belongs on? Uh this belongs on the kind of thing where like have you ever played one of those like stacker machines? I don't know. Where you're trying to, like, hit a button in, in a certain time to, like, get a stack of these LED things on top oh, of each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Right? Right. Um, I'll be honest, like, this reminds me of something like that because it's, like, a really, like, high-energy kind of thing and it's like, hey, like, listen to these, like, guitar solos, spend all your money on this weird shitty gambling thing that for some reason is legal and child gambling. Child gambling. Yes, this is this child gambling machine. Um, it reminds me of something like that, like but in a nice way. Not you know, I don't want it to take the negative connotation of that. I did enjoy it, so it's like I. But but like the positive connotation of being like, hey, keep spending your money, bro. It's cool. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll get that PS Vita. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um. Anyways, bucket. God, child gamp like. Come, <laughs> uh, come to child casino. A rat will make pizza for you and sing song. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I miss the Chuck E. Cheese band. The Chuck E. Cheese band was really something special. Like it really, like I didn't like it as a kid. Do you? Did you ever go to the Anchorage Chuck E. Cheese as a child? And an adult, yeah. The as an adult bullshit as a child 
fantastic. Yeah, I remember it being great. And there was like tunnels sh- under the, the band area. Do you remember that? Or behind it? No. They had a weird series of tunnels behind there you could crawl behind. I don't remember any of that. Oh, was... Something. But like, I remember upstairs they had like a lot of arcade machines, like old, cool yeah, arcade machines yeah, that they got really rid good. of, which sucks because like that, that shit was dope mm. back in the day. Very cool. Yeah, like. You don't go to Chuck E. Cheese for the ticketed games. Like, no, you go there to play the arcade games. Oh, yeah, fuck, fuck Child Gamble. Like if I Child wanna, gambling, if I, raise them right. If I want to gamble with children, I'm going to kidnap one of them. <laughs> like, that's the type of gambling with children I get involved with. Uh, Pike 27. Um, Halls of Dimension. Released on September 18th, 2013. Just five days after Worms for the Garden. So within 13 days, he released these three pikes we listened to. Which I'm going to say is pretty impressive, given the breadth and depth of the recordings. Um, Yeah, so... uh, I don't know. It It was definitely different from the other two albums, and... Kinda, kinda different so yeah. far in terms of of what he's doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the heaviness is definitely different. I I kind of like it. I think it's cool. It's definitely like, I like that he's taking to that and just kind of running with it. I think it's fun. Yeah, I mean it's cool, but at the same time, I hope he doesn't just run with this too much and he just doesn't make metal albums for the next like two hundred whatever pikes. I think that so far Buckethead has shown us a willingness to make things diverse that has so far kept our interest. And I don't think True. that he's going to do us wrong. I we'll really see. don't. We'll see. I mean, depends on what do us wrong means. That's so true. The way this uh, album is set up is kind of interesting. Um, and I feel like this is one of the first albums where I listen to it and I feel like he actually has made it for like a ride or an attraction at a a theme park um specifically um mm-hmm. so the album starts with a track called mcdougall street which is kind of a it's got wait, like wait, a f- what are we talking about the next one yeah we're on the halls of dimension we didn't introduce it i did i didn't hear you are you sure you were on your phone yeah i'm so sorry it's cool I, I, I'm I, so I, I gave the date and everything dog i'm so sorry i apologize <laughs> i'm kind of out of it it's all good. Um, this is the last one. Yeah. So. No, no, we're cool. Um, so the album starts out with a, a track called McDougal Street, which is pretty funky and it feels like almost an entry uh-huh. or like you're walking along the street and then like maybe you, you see something, maybe you see the halls of dimension, right? And then the next uh, five tracks are Hall 1, Hall 2, Hall 3, Hall 4, and Hall 5, uh, all, all of which actually like run into each other like really well. Um but then track seven is called part two falling through the vacuum. And then the last track track eight is sunset. Um, that album's structured kind of oddly and it definitely has like different parts to it as he, uh, you know, titled it. But, uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you think of the album overall? Uh, this is the one that I think I liked the least out of this group. Interesting. I, not, I, I didn't necessarily think it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there are parts on it that I liked. I, I wasn't huge on the first 
song of it. I felt like it was just like kind of standard blues rock stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it starts to go some places. I'll be honest. And I, I did like the five part, you know, Halls of Dimension, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Uh, it, de- it definitely went some places. I liked when it went to acoustic stuff. And that's something that happens in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like that a lot. And then there are some faster thrash parts as it goes along. And yeah, yeah, it, it went some places. I thought it was interesting, yeah. but you know. So so one thing uh, definitely of note here is I believe this is the first Pike that includes like very, recon- not recognizable, but like obvious samples. Like it has a sample oh, of yeah. a human talking it has a violin sample and it has and a some, sample of a dog and some chickens too and some chickens yeah and so like and i don't think we've heard that in any of the pikes so far there is one one pike i forgot i, I think we talked about it at the time mm-hmm. maybe we didn't there's one that definitely does have like a, an audio sample in okay it. okay um, but yeah it's, but this it's is rarity. this is the most oh, most this, samples this we've is ever like, heard in a yeah song, there's like in, in four songs with samples mm-hmm. on them at least in this and i'm like oh wow that's uh, definitely new into the bucket repertoire. The bucket verse. Bucket verse. Um, yeah. No, I, I honestly, uh, it's weird that this was your least favorite album out of three. This was by far my favorite album out of the three. I, I, I liked the first two thirds of it, but the last third of it felt like it was just like nonsense yeah. for a while, and yeah, I was so, like, I don't know how it feels. Right. About so this the last two songs just like went really metal. Um. Uh, song seven, part two, falling through the vacuum, was just like I don't know, just a very noodly solo over some heavy riffs, and uh, that's fine. But like, uh, the exploration of halls one through five were all fantastic. I thought like, and really kind of break out um from what Buckethead has been doing up to this point in the Pikes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, totally. I, I was. I was a pretty big fan of that one. Um. So. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say that would be a great soundtrack to a ride called Halls of Dimension, and the ride <laughs> is specifically. Yeah. Mirrors? Are there mirrors involved? There's got to be mirrors, right? It's in it's in Buckethead Land. Okay. And the ride is specifically a ride into the history of MK Ultra. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh. Uh, that sounds like a Buckethead Land, you know, type of vibe for sure. Yeah, for how, sure. How about you? What? Uh... Uh, I can feel that. Um, I when I was thinking, okay, so when I was listening to this, it did remind me of like a drug trip. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In the sense that I, I definitely agree with what you said before, but it also reminded me of just like I don't know, Hall of Mirrors type stuff, where just okay. you're walking through an environment that is odd, and the music gets progressively more odd as you go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any kind of an any kind of a thing that would do that, right? So yeah. like an a an extended Hall of Mirrors type experience, for, for example. Uh, or potentially some kind of maybe not a haunted house, but like that kind of a vibe. Like you're walking through some kind of art exhibit or or something, you know? Yeah, I yeah. feel that. Just because of the diversity in the music, the the lengths at which it goes to be odd and to be unusual. That's you know? true. Yeah, um, I feel that. 
That's kind of what I felt about it. It felt a little artistic in that sense. It did feel quite artistic, yeah. And, like, the halls could just be, like, the halls of a museum, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, in the way this is kind of approached, I think. But it's it's good. I uh, I liked it for the most part. I like kind of liked all three of these. Uh, I didn't dislike any of them. For certain. I didn't yeah. love any of them, yeah. though. I mean, I don't think any of these three are going to be on my top or bottom five. Agreed. Yeah, these these were very um, acceptable bucket releases and bucket, bucket releases. releases. And um, <laughs> let's never do that one again. That one was terrible. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Buckethead coming or taking a poop. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, he does release yeah. when he does those things. Um, do you, um, well, I'm sorry. Back up a little here. Do you think Buckethead does drugs? And also, do you think Buckethead comes? I mean, two, Whoa, two, these two are, these really, are really questions like, to just throw wow. in at the 11th hour here. Like, in the 11th, the 11th hour, it is 11 we talk o'clock. about come, come, come. <laughs> uh, anyways. With the rebel, yeah. Come, <laughs> um, come, bucket, come. Come, come, come. Um. Well, yes. It's a nice day for a white coming. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, you know. Come without a face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, can, I imagine so. I imagine that Mr. Head has a really, like, healthy life. Where he gets to, like, he or however they identify. I don't even know. You know, I'm, ass- I'm assuming a lot here. and But I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm going to assume that they are living their best life. Yeah. You know? I mean... And that involves whatever it involves. I, 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 think, I, think, it, I think it's he, him, by the way. Okay. Uh, from everything I've read in every interview, like, they've always been he, him, so... Okay. I think that's fair to say. Okay. At this point. Unless we're corrected by them or someone else to that um bucket come billy idol bill idol (laughs) 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 what would bill idol do (laughs) (laughs) what would bill idol do um yeah so those uh those were the albums the um they were good not great. Yeah, no, good. they definitely. they were they were solid. Uh, they were solid. Yeah, I, definitely. Um, um, this has been the this has been the drunkest episode of this show. In case you're wondering for, why it's bad, for you. Yeah, in case you're wondering why I'm bad, I think it's because I'm definitely, very drunk. I've I've been way. No, I'm not. I'm not actually very drunk. I'm. Um, but I I am like buzzed enough that you know life is uh, a highway, <laughs> and I want to buzz like you're it all oh, night long. To. Uh, Two trulies and beyond. Um, okay, recommend me something. Hmm. I'm gonna keep burping in the microphone until you do it. Uh, my recommendation was kind of uh, Rode microphones because they're so fantastic. Um, but oh, well, clearly, yes, Rode makes some wonderful microphones. Like as really you can do. hear, our voices uh but you know what i'm gonna go have to go ahead and um 
recommend Black Boss Porter from uh-huh. from Poland. It's uh, what I've been drinking all day, and it's uh, uh-huh. it's a nine point two percent porter beer that uh, definitely has uh, hints of like caramel, chocolate, chicory, a little bit of um, umami, kind of like soy sauce to it as well. Oh yeah, but for it's, sure. It's a it's a very light drinking, very smooth, slightly sweet porter. It will just get your balls fucked. It will tie your balls up around your neck like a noose, and you'll be a tangle-footed duncy face. <laughs> Love to hear it. That's wonderful, dude. It's a, it's um it's been brewed continuously in Poland since I want to say eighteen forty eight. Cool. Just like your, you know, great, great Shashak <laughs> used to fucking like drink way too much of and, um, you know, can abandon you, his children. Can you import some of this shit from Poland where it has like a Polish label on it? Because that would be dope. Perhaps. Um, it, at the current moment, um, a company in America known as uh, Broar imports it and they import it at such an incredibly cheap price it's always just like alarming to me so you can get a um uh you can get a 500 milliliter bottle of this for like three dollars at a lot of places yeah it's not expensive it's super cheap and uh you know if you like you know being able to feel your liver when you wake up in the morning (laughs) black boss is a good way to go it's actually like good though. The last time I bought one, mm-hmm. uh, so you don't you don't see it at every place, right? But no. like when when I do see it, I always grab one, mm-hmm. and it is really good. Mm-hmm. Like you're not wrong. Like any and like one of those will will set you feeling pretty good. You you drink two of those or more, and you are set for an adventure. So. Recently, I had to uh, cut back on drinking. Um, (laughs) So at at work, you know, being a grocery goth, I can get like special deals and stuff like that. Sure. um, I I got to where I was buying Black Boss by the case. And I was buying two cases at a time in hopes that would last me two weeks. You know, that'll 14 days, 24 beers. That's... Two beers a day. I'm sorry. Um, almost two beers a day. No, that's that's almost four beers a day because they come in 24 packs. So I was getting 48 at a time. Oh. What is beeping? What is happening in your, your house? That's the self-destruct sequence. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Um, so 48. Um, but... Uh, after I did this for a couple months, uh, you know, I picked up the 48 bottles and, um, the next week I was like, Oh, are my uh, two cases coming in? And the beer buyers like not till next Friday. And I was like, Oh, I drank like 50 black bosses in (laughs) seven days. That's too much. That's a very large amount of alcohol. That's that's drinking a little bit more than a fifth a day worth of alcohol, which is 
That's that's too much. It's too much. That's too much. It's much too much. Like it's and, touched too much. And and uh, I mean, like you know, every year on my physical, I get like you know, a liver panel and stuff done, and they're like, "Oh, your your liver's fine." And I'm like, "No, it's not. Like, <laughs> it can't be. That's not fair." To like people who like need dialysis and shit. Like I deserve. Like I, I really come on. But you know, I am part Polish, so I think the black boss is good for your soul, dude. My ancestors were looking out for me, building up this resistance. You know, for sure. They they died drinking, so I could fly <laughs> drinking. <laughs> as as one does. What uh? What do you, what do you recommend, my dude? Oh, that's a good question. I uh, I've been do okay. So I've been playing this game lately. I've been playing this game. It's called Yakuza Zero. Ooh, okay. I, I used to play the Yakuza games. Uh, how is Zero? Is it so, a prequel? So Yakuza Zero is a prequel to the Yakuza series. So mm-hmm. they remade all of these games for modern consoles. They look really good. They play like they run really good. They look yeah, really good. I want to say the last one I played was like three on maybe PlayStation Three. Is that right? That sounds right. Maybe long time um, ago. Anyways, very weird. Very fun. Um, very. Very weird, <laughs> very Japanese. But the writing is really good. Like the um, the localization is really good. Like the translation, like the the. Uh, so it's all in Japanese, but there's like uh, subtitles, right? And like the subtitles are really good. Like they're they're really funny. Like it's it's very well written. It was definitely written by someone who is very familiar with like the way that modern American people speak, and so the writing feels very good like really snappy mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's pretty interesting to see something like that because it's very fucking japanese and it's really weird but the writing is so like what you would expect i don't know it's weird it's interesting um uh it's a weird fucking game i don't know if i'm gonna finish it but like i i've been enjoying like dabbling with it here and there uh and and i, I guess i would recommend that i guess yeah, it's weird as fuck. No, uh, like it's it. a weird fucking game. It's so weird. You don't know. I went on a side quest the other night mm-hmm. where I was helping a dominatrix learn how to be a dominatrix. And there's like a very long conversation that they have about kinks and how like you should accept people for their kinks and try to be like kind to them because like everybody has their kinks and it's a, it's a whole thing and it was very wholesome and it was very like but it was like very explicit and <laughs> very wild and i was like well this is just this is really something else so wait <laughs> i'm sorry were you recommending my diary I <laughs> Uh, I, I, I just, I like, uh, we, what were we talking about? <laughs> there's a lot of things I like about it. And so, yeah, for sure. Definitely check that out. It's filled with weird, weird, weird stuff. And it's great. It's a, it's a weird world after all. Totally. Six ad world. Actually, I, I did two quests about kink shit. I did that quest about the dominatrix shit. And then there was another quest where I was like, there were these high school girls selling their panties to dudes, and I had to like convince the high school girls to not sell their panties to the dudes. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna stop you here and just <laughs> let you know that like, I mean, to you these are the side quests, but 
but I know this is the main quest in life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's good. I don't know. Um, I mean, good is like a moral judgment, and there's no morality involved here. So, what, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, I was just saying, uh, if you're not into metal, you can leave the hall. Oh, yeah, that, that is true. You must leave the hall. If you're not... Um, if you're not into throat health, you can leave the hall's cough drops with me. Yes, yes. Uh, brothers of metal. Brothers of throat health. Yes. The halls. We're fighting with licorice root. <laughs> and valerian for all. Yeah, licorice root and valerian for all. That's that's the worst power metal band album. Uh-huh. Band album. <laughs> Band album. Band album. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think... follow me on the internet. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, don't... Don't... Don't go on the internet. It's a Yeah, dude, place. it's terrible. Like, fuck it. Don't... Don't do it to yourself. I mean, I know it's hard to not. But also, just don't. Like, it's... I don't know. <laughs> like, what was the last good thing you did on the internet besides, like, come uh, i i do laugh a lot because of the internet sometimes okay well wait question uh, i'm sorry oh, to oh, up, but do you um do you also live in love uh-huh <laughs> i do oh, okay. i i live laugh and love on the internet that's it's, good i mean who doesn't these days that's very true there's so there's an app for all of that <laughs> mm. yeah <laughs> I I like to give graph glove. <laughs> What's the glove part? Is it Glover for the N sixty four? It's um smell the glove. <laughs> uh, there, that goes to eleven that, for sure. That joke went to eleven <laughs> listeners, which is how many people actually will listen to this podcast. That's amazing. That's that's uh, what I'm aiming for now. So, um, yeah, yeah, but if you want to follow Spencer don't, on the internet, just don't. I don't, I'm not sharing my, I'm, don't, don't follow me. Karate, damn it, something I don't know. New metal, something just look up new metal in the letter K and then hope there you for go. the best. There you go, yeah, <laughs> that's really that's the way to do it. Uh, and if it's like new metal Ku Klux Klan, maybe that's him. Who knows? Follow it. Wow, holy <laughs> shit, it's definitely not that. Okay. I mean, there's got to be a new metal Ku Klux Klan, though, right? Like, Ew. I mean, uh, there are probably, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm, what's the most? What's the most racist seeming new metal band? <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> like, even if it's totally unintentional, no, no value judgment on the band themselves. But oh. what's the one that if you're like? If like news came out like, hey, this band is in the clan. Like stained, stained is probably in the clan. Actually, Ugh. maybe I don't know, mud. man. I can't make it. I can't make a judgment like that. I don't think I've ever encountered that kind of a vibe from those bands. And I would hate to paint somebody like that if they're not like that, you know? Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I've never felt that kind of shit. But also, like, I have felt like these, these guys, these bands are like also very 
basic white people music, you know? True. And I mean, well, I mean, something we haven't talked about, even though we have talked about Mudvayne, is um, the... Uh, oh, uh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Pantera. They're not new metal. Uh, Great Southern Trend to kill. Uh. I mean, I, I could see that as like proto new metal. I could definitely see an argument. Pantera is definitely proto new metal. Yeah, like, definitely. Like if for it were sure. for if it weren't for great like Cowboys from Hell and Great Southern Trend Kill, like new metal probably would not have happened. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, that's not even that's not like. A would be like that's <laughs> Phil and Salmo's racist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The most racist new metal, but well, oh, one thing we haven't talked about though is, um, you know, in action at least, I feel like, uh, you know, like Mudvayne is actually pretty racist in that. Uh, in their video for Dig, their singer performs in blueface when he is not, in fact... A Smurf? A Smurf or a genie. <laughs> um. <laughs> or one of the Avatar people, whatever uh, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. Have you seen that guy with all the, that tattooed his body blue? So he's like one of the Avatar people? I have. That guy's so cool. Yeah, I love people who like take it to the next level level and do like other kin stuff like have you seen the the dude who wants to be a cat who like has had whiskers installed and shit uh uh-uh. that sounds cool though that's rad it's you know whatever what he's doing to fulfill his come to to come yeah, he's <laughs> to not come. that's really he just wants to come in his weird way and he's like yeah. i need to like play with my whiskers to come and wait sure you do you guy cuz i'm not you know Mm-hmm. Nope. That ain't for me, but no. I, I respect that life. You know, you gotta, you gotta respect that grind. <laughs> that grind. That's all I gotta say to that. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Man, I miss those commercials. Those are good. I think it still exists. Don't miss commercials. What is wrong with my warped brain? Why I, would I, I miss I, commercials? Yeah. That's fucking dumb. Here, here's Fuck the, commercials. Well, but, but, I mean, here's the thing, though, is, like, I will go on YouTube all the time and watch, like, non-commercial, like, non-monetized videos of nothing but, like, 90s commercials for hours. And, you know, so I'm like... You're sick! They they got me in a, in a different way. Like, all these brands are just like, oh, uh, you're going to watch a non-monetized video, so, like, you know, you're not going to watch a, a, a modern McDonald's ad, but you will watch... 31 old McDonald's ads. Old McDonald had a commercial. (laughs) Hello, this is Ronald. You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Click. Who was it, Ronald? They didn't say. McDonald's. McDonald's. I'm hating it. McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm hating it. Mm. 
So, I think that's a good place to um, tie the noose. <laughs> Fucking yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> All yeah. Right, later. This has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Ahead, a bucket, a bucket cast. cast. Not, Stay greasy. Well, let's try this again. I missed my line. Uh, <laughs> Me too. This has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Ahead. <laughs> God damn it. This has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Ahead, a, a bucket, bucket cast. cast. Stay greasy, Bucketheads. Namaste. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you liked our podcast, or even if you didn't like our podcast, we'd love for you to go please rate and review it over at Apple Podcasts. That's uh, how we get more listeners, and I I don't even know how it works. It's just, I, I was just I was told to do just, just Just fucking do it. Please. 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 Please, God damn it!